0: We're learning the fourth sikhe of Parshas Balak in Chelik Yud Ches on page two ninety three. The sikhe is focused on the Yafteira of this week's parsha, and the subject of the sikhe is the union of Betochen. Much has been written about the subject of betachin, and the Rebbe's siches and the letters as well. In this sikhe, the Rebbe takes the union of betachin to a completely new level. The shir today is being learnt, Lilanishmas, Ishmas, Rabbi Yisuf bin Yamin, Ben Rabmanasha Coltman. din is, as the Avtair from Parsha Muza'in, in a Parsha. So the halacha regarding the Avtair is that the subject of the Avtair that we read from the Psukim and Nevi'im has to be somewhat similar to the subject that we speak about in the Parsha. Even more, it's connected to the conclusion of the Parsha. The connection of the Haftarah of this week's parasha of Boloch to the Parsha is very clear. In the Haftarah, where sailed, So in the it says that the Haftarah tells Yidin as follows, Remember what Boloch, the king of Moach, advised to do. And what did Bilom? Respond to him. the from Parshas So this Pasik is speaking about what happened in this week's Parsha in Parshas Bolak. That's why it's the Teyra for the Parsha. As Zabba move on, however, it's understood especially according to what it's known, as Meikare is the Avteira from the Ganzekriya yomtev The way the Avteira was originally instituted was in a time when there was a decree that they weren't allowed to read from the Teyra. So they instituted instead to read the aftarir. So it took the place of the whole Kriya. As the Shaykhs vision the aftarir mit the sedre so the connection of the Aftaida to the Parsha is needed in not only in one single Pasik of the Aftaid, nor in the taikin klali. The general content of what the aftarir speaks about is replacing the whole parsha. leita yedua as a taykhin von an is ismerumbis in Schole So it's known that the subject, or the content rather, of something is always hinted in the beginning of it. So there's a connection with the Pasuk that there is in the beginning of the Avteirah, which is the Pasuk, There'll be the remnant of Yaakov, of the Yidin amongst all the nations. And Yidin will not hope and will not look for any help from any other people. So this is Pasik, in the beginning of the Parsha, is connected with Siem Parsha's Balak, with the Parsha of Balak, and specifically with the end, with the story that it says in the end of Parsha's Balak. So let's take a closer look at the Avteireh, in general, the whole taichin of what time period is this after speaking about. The Avteireh The Avteireh speaks about the time period at the end of Golas, when it begins the time of redemption meaning, the emphasis over here is the beginning of redemption not after the time when Mashiach will be fully confirmed and revealed and active and complete his job in the world when all of the wars will be completed and all the nations of the world will be totally transformed to serve Hashem V'armin d'Avteire miti miti speaks about the wars that will be happening at that time with the different nations in the world. Umasayilam, and v'ha'yesheris Yaakov b'agayim, and the remnant of Yidden will be amongst the gaiim, ka'ariyeh the yar gaima, like a lion amongst the animals or the beasts in the in the forest. V'romas v'tod av gaimen, he he'll attack them. So we see that the describes a time period at the end of Golos when the, these wars are being completed. Nachmer, even more so we see in the Avteirah, vet in zayn the time that the speaks about is not only a time period when there is evil, that it still exists on the outside, surrounding Eden, from the nations of the world that are persecuting them and so on. It's also a time period with the still evil that exists from within from within, by Eden Gufa, by the Eden themselves. Virazak, as the Pasik describes, Vikhrati Hashem says, I will cut away, I will get rid of the kishof, of the sorcery amongst you, Pisilecha, I will destroy the idols amongst you, And I will also get rid of the Asherah which is also an Aveedizar tree and it's a time period where the evil is still so strong, as that you need a special assistance from above to get rid of all of this evil here. If the is that Hashem will destroy, Hashem will cut away all this evil that exists even amongst Klal Yisrael at this time period. The Avteirah speaks about this time period, which is the beginning of redemption. At the conclusion of Golis, at the last moments, we have the last preparations for the ultimate redemption. That's the time period that Avteirah speaks about. So now we can see that this is similar in the Parsha of the week in Balak. The Parsha is Balak. Rat Vegan Elichlzman speaks about a similar time period. Faran Arainkuman and Arisisral zum Erstamol before the Eden entered Aretisral the very first time. Eedens and a demolition given by Arvismoyevil Yardin Yerechai. They were at that time at a place called Arvis Moyev, right outside of Eretisral on the other side of the yardin. Great Arain Sigan and Aretisral, ready to enter in Taratisraal. The Dugmet to the Knesset of Yisrael by the Gula Sida, similar to the time period when Yidden are making the last preparations to enter Eretz Yisrael by the upcoming redemption. and this is true, especially according to what it's known as Al If not for the fact that Yidden sinned at that time, by the 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 That first time they entered Eretz Yisrael would have actually been the ultimate redemption. So, the same time period that the speaks about, the ultimate redemption, is really in essence the position the Eden were in at the time period that the Parsha and Parsha's Bolak speaks about. So, now looking, going back to the Parsha's that I ever quoted before, what does the Parsha's say regarding Eden in this time period? The Achonet Zudegul is, so the preparation for the redemption is as follows. We are as Aschalus Avtair, as the Parsha' says in the beginning of the Aftar. That yidin do not hope or do not look to anybody, to any human being, for, for anything, for any salvation. They only hope today. So, what is this pasuk speaking about? As As we pointed out, it was speaking about a time period which is before the ultimate redemption has arrived. Nevertheless, they're designed to say that. The approach of Yidin then will be, as mention. Yidin will not have to rely and will not have to come on to any help from any other people. But even relying on another yid. as the Pasik says, cursed is the man that places his trust in another man. And what is this referred to? An as the Gemara says, Yidin are the ones that have this name Adam. Meaning, that you're not even going to rely on another Yid. In this time period, Yidin preparing for the ultimate redemption will know that they have to rely on the Eibishter alone. Or, as the possek says, Blessed is the man that places his trust only in the Eibishter alone. as but now since, as we've explained, this pasuk is speaking about at the last moments of Gaulus when we're making the preparation for the beginning of redemption. is move on, so it's understood, as medem ishgaimer. the pasuk here says that you should not hope and place your trust in another man, is the possek an haga the pasuk here is not negating that a person should not act in a way which is prohibited, placing your trust in another person, haga behaving in a way against an opposite of what Teireh demands regarding which the Pesach says that cursed is the man that places his trust in another man that's something that's true in all times in all, in all of uh, the times even in Golas, that you never should place your trust in another man when it comes here to this unique time period, at the beginning of redemption, and the Pasuk says that what's unique about this time period is that you're not going to trust any man, only they stood alone. So this is something on a much greater level. Not even behaving in this manner, where you place your trust in another man, which according to Teide is acceptable, that they in these last moments when we come at the, at the beginning, at the end of the Gous and the beginning of redemption, so here, even this level of trust, which is allowed and okay and accepted according to Tata, will not be either. And at this time period, we'll place our trust only in the Abishted alone. So what are we speaking about over here? What is the level of trust that you place in another person that is completely forbidden? What is the level of trust that you can place in another person which is acceptable according to Tata? And this time, by the of the Giyula, even that, we will rise above that level and we will place our trust in the himself. So the Rebbe gives a short introduction here. Ashtaytoch, As the pasuk tells us, avaya that I will bench you in everything that you do and your actions that you do. So what does this mean? And the Sefri touched this up. So the Sifri explains this to mean, person might think that if I place my trust completely in Hashem, so I can just sit idly and do nothing, and wait for Hashem to come and take care of me. That's what this pasuk is teaching you. When will Hashem bench you if you take action? That's where the bracha of Hashem comes. So what this means is, The Teire itself is requiring and telling you that you should make a vessel, you should do something in nature, take action, that Hashem should come and bench you. And Chazal tell us, a person can't rely on miracles to happen. So therefore, since as we can see within nature, you have to many times rely on another person to come and help you with things. And even to rely on another person, not a yid. So therefore we understand, that even according to Teire, it's acceptable. To behave in this manner where you're placing trust, where you're relying on somebody else. This is part of the requirement of ta' Becholashatasa. Becholashatasa means that nature Hashem created for a reason, and Hashem wants that we should make our effort in, according to nature, and therefore, Alpitayra. Alpitayra, this is uh, acceptable, Yekavalish. If so, you may ask the question, wait a minute, didn't we just say, cursed is the man that places his trust in another human being? So how can we say that at the same time that includes what's part of nature, trusting and relying on another person, at the same time we say, cursed is a man that, that trusts another person. So the answer is, when a person is relying on someone, he makes a keli in teva, and using, the, through this keli of teva, the brach of Hashem comes, izmenit what this means is, you're not relying and trusting, of the darkei teva ish mitzad you're not relying on the ways of nature, on the powers of nature, that this is the source of the blessing, that they independently have, a power to give you, whatever it is that you are relying on them for, nor rather, a person trusts only in Hashem. That the Abish will help me through the garments or the vessels or the ways of nature that he, Hashem, has prepared for me. So of course a person realizes that the bracha comes from Hashem. But the bracha comes from Hashem, how? Through the ways and means of nature. And therefore, he's relying on another person to help him, but at the same time realizing that the source of the blessing comes from the ebishter. This is the acceptable approach, according to Taita, that a person may rely on another person. So here comes the chiddish of this Pasik in the beginning of the Teireh, in this time period of Gol where the Pasik says, The Pasik there describes that the remnants of Yidin will exist and will get the bracha from the Eibishter, like the dew that comes from Hashem, from heaven. Which means as follows, as Rashi there says, The dew that comes down is not caused by any human being, and you don't even daven for this because the do is something that comes either way, summer, winter, and all time periods. And similar, The yidin will not hope and turn to anybody for any assistance. Only today, B'shter himself. So this includes even this point that Hashem helps us through the means of nature. Even this itself, the yidin will hope and, and davin and connect to the Abishta himself without the intermediary. And not that the Abishra through nature, but directly to the Abishtir himself. al now this is similar, and the Rebbe emphasizes al similar, because as we'll see in the continuation of the Siche that here the Rebbe takes us to an even higher level. But this is similar to to what Khsidis explains in the Pasik that in halal that we say that it says, Toiv It's better it's better to hope to the than to place your trust in man. So, what does this mean? It's better to hope to the than to place your trust in man. Let's move on. What do we understand from this? It doesn't say, similar to what it says before, cursed is the one that is placing his trust in man. Here it just says it's better. It's better to hope to Hashem than place your trust in man. Is on, so it's understood as oich betoyach baadam. that here, when it talks about placing a trust in man, is mutter, is allowed and it's a way that a yid behaves. It's acceptable. Nor is better, but trusting in the Eibusher, relying on the Eibusher, is even better than placing a trust in man. So what are these two levels? What does this mean? So it's explained in Khsidis, This is explained in Lekhot As betoyach baadam meant. Placing a trust in man means as follows in them Adam Ha it doesn't refer to placing a trust in another person here a human being in this world rather it refers to the Adam Elion the supernal Adam the khinasme the level that's known as Kalalman, which means the level of godliness that's limited that relates to our reality of existence was mit sat madreges mit this level of godliness which fills this world darf sa mensch mishtadel so it's incumbent upon a person to make the effort of tamahena kayli onavosh and arkia teva to make that kayli uh, uh, a vessel or a garment in the ways of nature and velahazal shayr design de bilkhashash and the brach of davish could dwell within this kayli that you make within nature this is the level of mamala kalalman. mamala kalalman. relates to this existence of the world, this reality that we're in. And therefore, it's at this level of godliness, it's necessary for a person to get the bracha from the Eibishter through the means of nature. Ribes, and now the says this, It's better for a person to place his trust directly in the Eibishter, which is kalalman, the level of Seiviv kalamen Vas darf is the level of godliness that's unlimited that's that's removed from the limitations of creation. So over here, it's not necessary for a person to make any effort through natural means. Nor the eibishter is the one that will provide for you, or as the Rebbe is here, that eibishter macht euch, the keli. Is, it means also the keli, the vessel, or the effort that a person usually has to make in the ways of nature. That itself the eibishter provides as well. There's nothing that the person has to do. He can ignore nature, walk away from the means of teva, and rely directly on the eibishter himself. That's a higher level of Betochen that the Pasuk says is even greater and better, so to speak, than the level of Betochen where a person is trusting in the Eibishtir, but through the means of nature. But now, coming back to what it says here in the Pasuk regarding what happens in the time period before the giula, that a person will not hope to any man and will place his trust directly in the Eibishtir himself. The Rebbe will take this now to a higher level. Der Taklasa kavana is neat as the Anhagasa Tavasal bottle The ultimate purpose is not that nature should be totally annulled and negated. Nor aber, on the contrary, The purpose of creation is to refine and elevate nature itself, bis as call as Ultimately the purpose is to reveal the true fact that what is nature itself? That nature itself is really one with the Eibushter. The fun is bin So therefore, we can understand over here regarding what it says the level of the tochen that you didn't come to when we're arriving to that ultimate time of history when the truth of the Eibushter is revealed in the world. As the pshat ish, when it says in the pasuk that in this time period we won't hope to any man is as as in the the That doesn't mean that the assistance and the help that you get from a man or from any ways of nature will be totally annulled and destroyed and non-existent anymore. Nor rather, rather that at this time period, nature itself will be completely unified with the zan to the point that we will see the truth of what nature is, Ezra's Ish, not that there's any assistance coming from a man or from any means of nature, nor Bloy zezres Hashem. What is nature in truth? The nature itself is really all one with the Eibishter himself. That's the chiddush of the Pasach over here of lo Kavalish. Now, just to clarify, this is different than the point that the Rebbe said before in the previous ayes in the brackets, where the Rebbe pointed out that there is the betachen, that a person has to realize that everything comes from Hashem. And it comes through nature. The bracha of the Ebishteh comes through nature, and that's the level of Mamala Kalama. Or the Rebbe already said it before, that the, the bracha comes from the Ebishteh, but the teva is a keli and a lavosh. If the teva is a keli and a lavosh, that means that the teva is a certain metzius of a keli, That The teva has a certain significant existence, that it is a keli, and the Ebishteh's bracha comes through this keli. This is the level of godliness that comes down and is limited and relates to this reality, It creates this reality, and therefore relates to this reality, and therefore keli is a metzius for itself. And the bracha of the ebishter comes through this metzius of teva. That's not what the rebbe is speaking about here. Revealing the level of mamala kalama within nature. Rather, revealing the essence of the there, where the teva on one hand exists, but on the other hand, the teva it has no tfises makkim at all. The teva does not exist for itself at all. Not even as a keli and a Levosh either. Rather, the, the teva is completely miyuchot with the Ebishtar himself. As the Rebbe explains here now. In the, the minions, so going back to the point that we said before based on the Posek, that the bracha of the Ebishtar comes through nature, through Ashatase. So in the minyuf Ashatase, can ensign The interpretation of this Ashatase could be in two different ways. Aleph, one approach is. Yes, the person knows that Teva, nature on its own, has absolutely no credibility. It doesn't exist for itself. Is nature is created by the Eivishter, controlled every moment by the Eivishter, like a person that holds an axe and, and is, is, is banging with, is, is using with the axe. It's not cutting something with an axe. Who's doing it? The axe or the person? Of course, it's just the person. So over here, it's the Eivishter that's really controlling everything in nature. So that's the that's the that the, the person, yes, is, is doing things in the ways of nature, but he's aware that it's really the Abishra that's the source of the Bracha. vegin, however, in this approach, as since the Abishra has commanded that it should be the action done through nature, Mzol Machana Kele and to make that vessel through nature, Teva so the nature itself has a significance to it. Devishta creates it. And the wants that things should come through this existence of alain. True, it's not any independent power that nature itself possesses. Because this is what Hashem commanded and desired. So Hashem desires to create a world that has a nature, has its own Mitziyas. And therefore the Mitziyas of the world has its Chishivis. Allah Sinai is barach. This is what Hashem has decided, and because of this, Allah Sinai There was a symptom, and that symptom limits Hashem's presence, so to speak. It conceals Hashem's presence, and it, it, there's a world that's limited that Hashem creates. And in this limited world, the the world has a an existence that, that's, that's significant that we have to pay attention to and connect to the Eibushter and get the brach of the Eibushter through the limited existence of the world. That's one approach. And this is really the approach of memala Kalalman that the Rebbe mentioned before. Beis, however, there's a deeper pshat in the Bechola er teva, When a person is, is doing what he has to in nature, nor, only, exclusively, because this is what Hashem commanded him. However, the nature absolutely has no significance whatsoever. What is this entire nature that exists? He doesn't view it as something as significant that exists, that Hashem wants this, and therefore now there's a tsimtzum and the world has a credibility and has a significance. The whole entire existence of the world is all just an expression of the desire of Hashem. This is what Hashem wants. So nature itself is also something that's part of the fulfillment of Hashem's desire. There's absolutely no significance to the existence of nature for itself so this Ashatase the bracha of the Eibishter through the Ashatase the Ashatase is 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 one with the bracha of the Eibishter there, there is no separate entity of Teva that takes up space in the person's focus and what he's doing it's a whole completely different level thus is the bir and the maymerazal this is the explanation of what the Gemara tells us and the Gemara there says that that Pasik Munasi is the source for the six different sections that there is in the Shisha Sidri Mishnah as a Munas ze A Munas, faith in Hashem, is the, the source for the existence of Sayyid Ezraim. The first section of the Mishnah is Ezraim, which talks about the halachas that apply to a person planting in a field. Why? What's the connection of a Amunah, faith in Hashem, to Zraim, to the Allah that they apply to planting? Because Ayid has faith in Hashem and he goes ahead and plants. So this is very difficult to understand on the surface. This is a natural thing. That when you plant, it grows. You don't have to have much faith for this it doesn't matter who it is that's planting. whether it's a yid or an or even a seed that fell into the ground without any activity of the person, it'll grow. This is within the nature of the soil that it grows. And then, even more teva is This nature is here. It's, it's established within the soil and within the earth, in such, in such a degree, via state, Zera, the Kotzer Ga the promise that this is a nature that will never cease to function. If so, what does this mean? That a person is sort of doubtful whether his planting will have any effect, whether it will grow or not, and he has to have a special faith in Hashem that it will grow. So the Pshat is, like we said before, from and nevertheless, you have this nature, and this nature itself is so powerful, but yet, after all of this, the Teva itself, nature itself, has no significance, takes up no place in the mind of a Yid when he does his uh, actions and his his effort within nature. And when he goes ahead and plants, he's not doing this only because he knows that nature will bring about, that it will grow. Nor He's simply planting only because he believes in Hashem. This is the way Hashem designed it, this is what Hashem wants. So therefore this is what I do, but not that nature itself takes up any space, that nature itself has any kayach at all. That's the Taich of the Lashon of Chazal, maimen Bechai Elom and So again, this is, you, you may think that when it says in Maimim Bechai and this Lashon of Chazal could be interpreted similar to what the Rebbe said before, that of course a person knows that whatever he's doing in Teva is just a keili, but the bracha comes from Hashem. And that's what Chazal is saying, maimen Bechai Elom and that he realizes that the Zreya, the planting, is just a keili, and it's really the bracha of the Evishter, that's the source of the bracha. But here the Rev is touching on a much deeper level. Maimim b'chayelamim. is not just that the bracha of the teva comes from the eibishter. Maimim He believes that it's all the eibishter. It's just belief in Hashem. And that's the only reason why zereya. That's what you see here in this Lashon of Chazal. It's, it starts off with, it doesn't say zereya. And then he realizes that the bracha comes from Hashem. Maimim He has full belief in Hashem and that's it. That's the only thing and that is the only reason why Isaiah. So the Teva has absolutely no credibility whatsoever. The Teva is one with Hashem. So that's the Kiddush over here. On this level of Bitochin, we're talking about Bitochin which on one hand does not negate nature at all. He makes all the effort within nature. But yet, what is the true Metziyus of nature? It's just an expression of Ratz and Hashem. It's the Eibishter himself. So basically, I mean, based on what we learned until here, we can see that there are three different approaches in a person's betachin. One is based on Mamala Kalaman, where he sees teva as being significant as a keli and as a levosh for Hashem's bracha. And then there's the level of betachin which comes from seiviv kolalmen, where a person throws away <coughs> sorry, <coughs> throws away the ways of nature, and he's just placing his trust completely in Hashem. And then there is the highest level, which is at the time of uh, the Gola, when a person makes the effort within the ways of nature, but the nature itself is completely unified with the Eibishter himself. This is the Ratz Hashem, and therefore nature itself is one with the with, with Eibishter. It's not, it's not a separate thing. Okay, let's continue. The difference between these two approaches here is The difference between these two approaches here is it's not just regarding the feeling or the approach and, of the betochen that the person has. From this, it also evolves and it comes down. It trickles down into the actual behavior in betochen how a person does things when it comes to a certain challenge, when he has to do things in, in a natural means. is When a person sees the effort that he's making, the actions that he's doing in nature, as something that's significant. Teva vernimmt by Nature is something that takes up a place in his mind. Dan senne bei Im der tasse und Teideu und Mitzviss, zwei Besondere in So the tasse, the, the things that he does in nature, and the Teideu und that he fulfills in this world, are two separate things. And if so, und wenn es kommt zur so Astire zwischen Teideu und Mitzviss und die is und Darkia Teva, when you have a collision of these two, when there's some kind of contradiction here between dedicating your time now for for learning or doing a mitzvah or to uh, go and be occupied with the ways of nature and the Rebbe gives a very simple and practical example a person is davening and he thinks to himself that if I'm going to take another few minutes and I'm going to continue davening here I may miss an opportunity to meet someone or to, to get some kind of relationship and therefore I will lose out in my business. <clears throat> or a person might say to himself If I'll be giving to extra, more than is necessary, so I wanna have the money that I want for myself to invest in my business. Or any other time when you have sort of this contradiction between doing a mitzvah or instead investing in your business. So now this becomes a, a very, very big uh, battle here. This is this is very difficult to deal with. Is this by because in this person's mind, mitzvah is the Teva, tevah is a significant existence for itself. So these are two separate things. So now this becomes a huge battle in his heart. So even if he will forgo that opportunity that he could, that he could have in nature, Vistendik, because he will in the end convince himself and know the truth, as that the broche comes from the Abish The abish is the one that makes us rich. And whatever ways of nature is just a vessel and is just a garment to draw down the blessing of the Aibisha, it's not the source of the bracha. Un tot in mitzvis, and therefore he will take the time to add more tairah and more mitzvis, is thus alt in an for Muhammad on his gabaris of the Nevisha Bahamas. But nevertheless, this will be a battle and i will have to have tremendous Kayach to fight against all of these. Ideas that are in his head that nature, nature is something that's significant. I have to pay attention to this because the the betochen, the level of betochen that this person is on is a betochen of the Yavishter through the ways of nature. And nature is a significant entity that's separate from Taito Mitzvahs. And as blight alamaldi meglachkeit? And there is always the possibility that in this battle that he has with himself that the conclusion should be the opposite. That the opposite side should be stronger and he should be pulled into do, doing things in his parnasa away from a mitzvah. This is when a person has this level of betochen and we're speaking of here about betochen. Betochen that the bracha comes only from the bracha through nature. And since it comes through nature, nature itself has a significance. But if the level of the tasa, the effort that he does within nature, takes up absolutely no space by him whatsoever. It's being done simply because this is what Hashem wants from me. by does so, his time that he gives for his investment in his parnasseh and the ways of nature is part of his serving the Eibishtha, fulfilling Hashem's will. By him is the Vachol Masacha and Your ways and your actions that you do, not something separate from the sake of heaven for the Eibishtha's sake, and the knowledge of Hashem in these things. This is this is what it is. This is this identifies these actions. All he's doing is he's occupying himself with things that are for the sake of heaven, with the knowledge of Hashem. Because this is what Hashem wants. Nature itself is an expression of the will of Hashem. So if here there's nothing that exists in this person's life other than the will of Hashem, and even nature is all part of the will of Hashem, is verstandig as ein mitzvah it bestirit so zweite mitzvah. So if right now I'm busy doing one mitzvah, how could the things that I would do in parnasa, that's also part of the will of Hashem, come and stop me from doing the mitzvah that I'm doing right now? One is not a contradiction to the other. Nor mitzvah mitzvah. One mitzvah brings another mitzvah. And same over here. He's constantly, he may be changing the, the scenery or the, the place that he's in, whether he's in the shul davening or whether he's going out into the street and doing business, but it's all the same thing. His mind is focused on Ratz HaShem. It is all Ratz HaShem. There's nothing else. This distinction described here, that it could actually trickle down and there could be an actual difference in the behavior of a person, these two approaches in betachin, it doesn't always begin so practically where actually this distinction is so obvious that you see this difference. As the is, where the Yetzirah can come to a yid right at the beginning and tell him that here you have a mitzvah, trap the mitzvah and go instead and take care of your panasa and do the things you have to do according to nature. The Yetzada doesn't come to a person right at the beginning and tell them to do something which is against the Ratzon of Hashem. Nor for nachot asaydeh. It begins from a hair breath from a little tiny thing that the Yetzada comes and pulls a person. Hayoyim ba'ashchaleh today, in the beginning, is the Yetzada kolomish maskim as the ask and in Darkia Teva, tornet zayim b'slidit tzulkim atayre in the beginning, the Aitzah, so to speak, is agreeing, he's agreeing that whatever you do in your parnasa in nature can't be a contradiction to Mitzvahs. Mitsus. That is not Madgish, however, he places this thought into your mind. He emphasizes for you, as taire gita not of to teva. But don't forget, Taira itself says that teva has a significance. Teva is also an existence that you have to pay attention to. But then eventually, tomorrow, eventually he comes to the person and slowly but surely he brings the thought into his mind that the ways of nature is the main focus and the main thing that you should be occupied with. This is based here on the pshat that the Friedrich Rebbe said and what the Gemara tells us. This is the way the Yetzi God works, his profession. First, he tells you, do this. Now, what does Hasei Kach mean? <clears throat> I mean, the, the, the conclusion of the Maimah Chazal, that ever brings at the end of the paragraph, and then until he tells you, So in the beginning, when he tells you Hasei Kach, what is this Kach referring to? He doesn't come and tell a person to do something that's the opposite of his true, intrinsic nature. He knows that the Yid won't listen. And Oyvaz and Chasv Shalom even reason alien to go against the will of Hashem. Other actually, on the contrary, erzokdim as say Kah. What does the kach mean? is maskim as the yidz on the kaims and tayr mitzvah. Before the yidz, all comes to a yid. What is the yid doing? Tayr and mitzvus. So when the Gemara says act say kach, he's telling him do this that you're actually doing. Not continue doing this. What, rather, but what happens though, is a mazbe vs yisach piseichol from Nefesh Bahamas vah yetzer But he just throws a thought into his mind that the mitzvah that you're doing, there's a benefit for you in this. Even the Yetzir likes this. The Nefesh Bahamas also gains from the mitzvah. So do the mitzvah, but do it also and mix in a certain thought of your ego and your selfishness that you're gaining something out of the mitzvah so he mixes in the person that he should feel himself what he's gaining through this mitzvah and he slowly but surely gets you accustomed to the fact that every time you do a mitzvah you think to yourself, hmm, what isn't this for me and you sort of need the Yetzirah's agreement to do the mitzvah and if you see nothing in it for you to do the mitzvah purely for Hashem's sake because this is what Hashem wants of me so the Yaizara slowly gets a person used to this that such a mitzvah doesn't interest him. The that eventually the Yitzhak can take a person off as the And then he can take him to the point where he has completely rebel against Hashem serving Avedizara. And similar happens over here regarding this individual that is slowly. Going away from the ultimate bituchen, realizing that everything, including nature, is part of Hashem and it's all the Rats in Hashem. And slowly, once the nature has significance, he slowly takes them away. So therefore, how does one be careful? What, what do you do in order to be careful properly to not get drawn into the schemes of the pitam Vedas. This is not when a person serves the Abster in a very reasonable manner, where a person is thinking on his own with his sechel. an for the mitsis <laughs> teva, because then when a person is just only limited to using his sechel. When I understand, when I relate, when I appreciate, then, and, and based on what my appreciation, then I serve the Eibishter. So that is actually the source of a person having the same approach to nature. Since the ta'ira itself tells me that nature is important, so therefore that means that nature has significance to it. No, rather, When a person has total self-nullification and total self-sacrifice to the will of Hashem, Putting his thinking, his own seichel aside and completely mevatl himself to the hei b'yishter. Beyond what his reason and logic could take him to. So then there's nothing other than the will of Hashem. So then that will reflect itself also in the approach that the person has to nature. That what is nature itself has no significance. Nature is part of Hashem's will that things should come in through the ways of nature. Going back again to what the Rebbe brought before from Lukut Eteireh, similar, somewhat similar to the Demchilok Hanal Sivgimot zwischen Lachzes Ba Hashem Um Betoyach bodam When a person places his trust only in Hashem and the person that is Betoyach Ba as we learned before, Adam refers to Adam Elyin. When a person trusts in the level of adam, which is the level of godliness that creates this world, that relates to the existence of this world. So this is in a person's Aveda, in his connection to Hashem, since a person's connecting to Hashem with his understanding. So how far does a person's understanding reach in in the levels of godliness and connecting to Hashem? As, As far as the limited human being could understand? Godliness, which is a limited level of godliness. So here, this this kind of aveda will require of a person that he should make his Heshtadlos, uh, he should do what's necessary in the ways of nature. This level of connecting to Hashem, nature definitely is significant. Even the level of a Lakos that is giving the vitality, the existence of, of the... Teva, says that the Teva is significant. That's what Mamala Kalama means. It's a level of godliness that relates to this Mitsias that it's creating. That's all in Aveda, which is based on a person approaching and connecting to Hashem with his own Seichel. when a person places distrust in the level of Avaya, which is b'china seiviv kalama, a level of godliness which is unlimited. So when a person puts himself completely aside on a level which is higher than his reason and logic. So here the ways of nature, have no, they, they, take, they have no significance whatsoever. So therefore the Eivishter himself is the one that makes the Kali of teva itself. As an attack of haram but over here, we're teaching that what this means is, not that there are no kalim, means there are kalim of teva, or but you recognize what these kalem really are, the ways of nature are all really from the Evishter himself. As we've explained before, as even when a person is doing things through the means of nature, while he's occupied in the ways of nature, but... He doesn't give any credibility to nature whatsoever. There is no assistance, there's nothing that he's getting from nature. Because the nature itself is completely one with the Evishter himself. Das is was so the is like So this is this unique level of Bitochen, which is the preparation for the Giole, And that time period is this is we even come to this high level of Bitochen. In that time period, Hashem will completely remove. This aspect of nature that conceals its true existence. We'll see physically with our physical eyes what Teva itself is. Teva is really godliness. On that that will realize that everything is like the do that comes directly from Hashem. Not to hope or think of any, any ways of nature, any person that can come and help you. As we explained there, means that the keli of Teva itself is the Evishter. And this is, uh, this Aveder, as I have explained there is accomplished through this tremendous Bittu of Lomitam Vedas when you focus completely only on the Ratzanah Vashem so therefore even nature itself is part of the Ratzanah Hashem. from the to see in based on all of this we could see the connection of the subject of the Avteiret to the end of Parshish Bollock Gvazveret Ezeh Dvigendimchet Vom Baal Poer there tells us a story about the Yidin that sinned with the avidizara of Baal Pahir. And the story that happened that the Eden then served Avidezada and they also had forbidden relationships with the non Jewish women. And Pinchas came along to Moshe Rabbeinu and said, Isn't the halacha, is kanon that when one has a forbidden relationship with an Aramis, with a guy, so then a Kanoya, zealot, may come and kill him at the time of the, of the action? And Abisha tells, or rather, Moshe Rabbeinu tells, Pinchas, that he should go ahead and take action. And the Gemara describes that he put his life in danger and had Mesides Nefesh to do what he had to. And this brought to takana. for this brought to Kapodek, this brought to Israel. this brought to to the Yidon, the Mesides Nefesh of Pinchas. So what is this Avedezara of Baal pa'ir when they bow down or they serve this idol of, of pa'ir? What is this Avedezara of pa'ir? As the Shahidish from Ched Balpair, the source, the root from what this Avidazara of Balpair is as follows. Now, simply, as Rashi here says, that the bal is in This was an Avidhazara, strange Avidhazara. They would relieve themselves in front of this Avaidhazara, and this was the way they served it. Seemingly embarrassing, most embarrassing act, but yet this was the way they served this Avidhazara. What's the source of this concept? What does this kind of Avidhazara represent? So it says in when a person overindulges into physical things and the physical pleasures of the world, so this is a person that is paying too much attention to things that are really just waste. The pleasures that we see here in this world, in the physical pleasures of the world, what are they? They're really just the psalis, the waste of the malachim above, the real source of the ruchni, the pleasure of the malachim, and higher and higher. So therefore, a person that indulges in the pleasures of the world is this Aved is a person that's relieving himself for this Aved and he takes pleasure in this. as Now, to take this a step further, what's really the root of this? Where does this come from that a yid gives extra... The tension and a yid gets drawn into the pleasures of the world, of the Gashmias of the world. So here the Rebbe gives a unique answer to this. You might think, well, the simple answer is a person likes to feel good. And a person feels good in the pleasures of the world. And at at the moment he feels good about it. If even afterwards he realizes that it's destructive and he overindulged. But the person feels good about it. so, So he gets schlepped into it. But there's something much deeper here in the perspective of a person that brings you to this was the yatava von iman really the ultimate source of this is when in the person's mind the ways of nature the existence of nature is something which is significant in his eyes if nature and the world and the gashmis has its own significant existence so then on das the that mushkan in so this could eventually lead to this that first it's in the head that nature is significant in your eyes, and therefore you give extra credibility to it, and you invest in it in the parnasa. And then, if nature is something which is independent, and its, exist- its existence is significant, so then a person then ends up indulging into the, into, into the things in the world as well, into the Gashmias. With this we can understand what the, what the Medrash tells us regarding the Kapodah, the atonement for this Aveira of baal as ad-achshav le'zoz el-o'ymed u at yichya Until today, Moshe Rabbeinah does not budge away from this place and he stands and, and uh, brings about a kapoda for this Chet of baal until the time of Tchiyas HaMesam Why? Why is this something which is ongoing throughout history? Now that we understand what really the root cause of this Avedu is, it's not just what it is physically that they relieve themselves in front of this Avedu some kind of a strange Avedu And it's not even only the uh, concept of Tanugim Gashmim, where a person indulges in Gashmim, but it's really the root of this all. The fact that a person, Bechlal, gives any significance to the existence of nature as separate from the Eibishter. This is something which will only be fully rectified and the Kapata for this comes only fully when Mashiach comes. When there will be the ultimate refinement of nature. And will fully recognize what nature is. That nature itself is unified with the Eberster. Only then, at that time period, will there not be any possibility to create any focus on Gashmias and indulging into Gashmias. So, this is something that we work on throughout history until the time that Mashiach comes. So, here, as we can see, the whole focus of this week's parsha is in this Chet of Baal Poel, is the fact that the Eden gave a credibility and a significance to the existence of Teva and Gashmias. So, the kapada for this comes through Mesiris Nefesh, and the Mesiris Nefesh that Pinchas expressed at that time. This is a level of Mesides Nefesh that even if you ask whether you can do this, we don't tell you to do so. This is something you have to choose on your own, it comes from a very deep place. And even this level of Mesides Nefesh doesn't scare Pinchas and he goes forward and and he he, he gave over his life, he had this this level of self-sacrifice. This, a this this is, lifts a person up to a level of mesiris nefesh even more than the tait itself requires, than seichel al pitaita requires a person to do. as we mentioned before, and Only when a person nullifies himself completely to Hashem. And even higher than the level of thinking and understanding things that are in in the world of Kedusha itself. Only then could you be fully careful and know for sure. Not to have any separation between the existence and the significance of nature and godliness. Taita itself requires that a person should take action within nature, but yet if a person is completely bottled to the Ratzin of Hashem, so then he has the attitude that what is nature? Nature itself is completely one with the, with the, with the Ratzin of the Eibishter. So so too over here we could see this in the story of this week's parasha. this is the connection of the theme of the Aftedeh. Talking about the right approach to what nature really is, that it's really, really all just an expression of the Rats and Hashem. It's the same thing over here The Avtair, sorry, the end of the parsha speaks about the Chet of Baal Poer, which comes from this that a person sees nature as significant for itself. And the Kapata for Baal Poer is this ultimate Mesides Nefesh, the Bittel, the absolute self nullification to the will of Hashem. The Mid, the Zeich, move on. With this, we also understand the Shaikhus for Ninian Anal to the Knesselaritis the connection of this subject here to the time period in the parsha when Yidin were about to enter Eretz Yisrael was God called to the Zman and in given the miracles from Parshas Bala Kanal which this all happens very close to this time when Yidin are about to enter Eretz Yisrael. In Midbar is given the man. What's the difference between the Yidin when they were in the Midbar and when they entered Eretz Yisrael? In the Midbar, the Yidin had the man and Hagenesis, all the miraculous behavior. There's no mistake that a person can make that it's his actions, that it's, it's him, him he does something according to nature that will accomplish anything. Even if you tried to collect extra money or you collected less than what you were supposed to, everyone got the same amount of money. When the money is given, nor if them talk. The money that they received was for that day alone. They had absolute betachen on Hashem every single day. That Hashem is providing for me what I need today. And there's nothing to worry about when it comes to tomorrow. Tomorrow Hashem gives me again. In Hashem Yisbarach, all the betachen and Hashem. What happens when you do not enter into the Eretz Yisrael? Here they enter into a settled land. So here, entering into a settled land where you do have to work according to the laws of nature. So here, this Avedizara of Baal Poer, they didn't have to overcome and have to bring about a kapara for this Avedizara of Poer, that even though now there's going to be a tremendous change in their whole approach, and here they are going to have to do things according to nature, even here within nature itself they also should realize that they're not hoping and they're not placing any significance to the existence of ish of any human being or nature in general nature is not an existence for itself even when you are within nature you, you have the exact same bitachin as the Yitin have in the Midbar. It's one thing to have the bitachin of the that nature is insignificant when Hashem is providing for you everything miraculously. So you see everything comes directly from the Abishta. But to be in nature itself and yet to realize what the true existence of nature is, that it's really all an expression of the Ratzin of the Eivishter, sort of two opposites at the same time, that's the true Kiddush of what happens when Yidin are entering the Eretz Yisrael. And ultimately, in the time of the Haskhal of the Giyola, the Pasik says Yidin will come and see the true existence of what nature is, this unique level of B'tachin. This is our lesson for us today, in the last moments of Geulah, when we're preparing to enter into Eretz Yisrael, through Mashiach. Although we're still in the time of a double darkness in the time of Gaulus. Totally the opposite of any beginning of a, redem- a redemption. We see this clearly, from nevertheless. Everything that happens when Mashiach comes, all those revelations are dependent on our Veda that we do today, as the Alter explains in Tanya. And more specifically, in our generation, the memach the last da the de Mashiach when we are preparing the very last preparations for the arrival of Mashiach, as the Vart that the Frida Rebbe said, as Mashiach is, Mashiach is standing right on the other side of the wall, the walls of the Galas are already on fire and Mashiach is about to arrive. So at this time it's demanded of everyone to have somewhat of this avede of not to hope not to place any significance in nature whatsoever und der aveide von kallachat veachat in the avoid of every Yid as dachi atav auf dem toben kenchiv the ways of nature should have absolutely no significance in your eyes und der Betochen darf sein nor in der mein and the Betochen, even while you're doing things within the ways of nature should be only in the abdester himself und durch dem wird jedere nigel von daiges wenn jona This will bring everybody a personal redemption of his worries and of of things that are disturbing him. Because if you're doing things within nature, the action that you take, only because you're simply fulfilling the will of Hashem. So you don't get caught up by this. You don't get preoccupied by this and, and, and disturbed by this. The only thing that matters to him is that he's fulfilling the will of hashem so things are clear and simple and beautiful so coming from this personal redemption that's accomplished by every individual is this is the preparation and the keli for the ultimate and general redemption to the day that will be a day of shabbos and peace and tranquility to the Eibishter, to the one that lives forever.